Hello and welcome to From the Top. In the wild and wonderful world of swing dance, we are your guide and beacon. I'm Alexei Korolev. In this episode, one vital element of that world, something that binds it to the world at large, travel. Okay, so I just arrived at Frankfurt Airport, which is pretty huge. It's kind of funny to <laughs> walk for ages to get to a bus, which takes. This is my co-producer Markus Nutzenger. As you heard, he is in Frankfurt, Germany, on his way to an international festival in the nearby city of Heidelberg. We'll be following his progress throughout this program. What he'll see and do on his travels will seem familiar to many of you. So I arrived at the host's house. That's always nice, kind of as first milestone in a journey because you know you feel like you accomplished something you're there and for Marcus and hundreds perhaps thousands of other dancers traveling has become a lifeline helping them come out of their shell and their home scene and explore other communities i reduced hours to be able to do this so now i only work four days a week that's Diana Geisler. She's a prize-winning dancer, performer and instructor based in Vienna. And despite her job at the University of Applied Arts, she gets around. Well, it's tough because um, I, I work during the day, Monday to Thursday, and then I teach at night and then I travel on weekends. So it is tough. Like this, this year, I think it's the first time that I travel almost every weekend. I've been, I've been looking forward to a break now, which I'll have now we're coming up in July. But I think it's for me it's fuel. I need traveling to to be happy, I think. Just the traveling or coupled with dancing? Both. Both. I think it's a very good excuse to travel too, because um, you meet people who are local and then you can hang out during the day and you have something to do. So it's the second day, I just woke up and had a shower. It's 12 p.m. so I guess I slept okay, that's nice. Now it's gonna go for a food hunt, which is always a bit interesting for me at least, for a place I've never been, because who knows um, where I'm gonna get what, but it will be fine, I'm sure. Of course this sort of lifestyle puts you under considerable strain, and not just in terms of time and expenses. It also tests your social skills. Diana again. Once you know a lot of people, you more or less stick around with the same, with the same group. And yes, you gotta be friendly. And yes, you gotta be social, because otherwise I think you left out somehow. You gotta be the active part of talking to people, trying to find a connection. Because I think it's such a small world, so everybody knows each other. If you wanna get into this group, you have to be the active part to really swim in the same stream with all of them. That has been the experience of Simon Bressanelli too. Simon is a British-Italian dancer who has given up his day job in order to travel and teach. He spoke to us from Madrid. I'm at the point where I'm lucky enough that I'm doing residencies in different countries. So I'm just finishing up doing six months here in Madrid and I'm going to go off and do six months in Barcelona before then going off and doing a bit longer out in Beijing again. I think one of the big things is just turning up and being consistent. So turning up at different festivals and if you are consistently a nice person and someone who likes dancing and someone who enjoys all the basic things of Lindy Hop that we all love, 
um, people will probably take notice and people will potentially start offering you jobs. By Simon's own admission, making a living as a travelling dancer is not easy. But once you've got the gig, there are perks and snags. The amazing parts about it are that you get, like, I have the privilege of teaching something that I really love doing anyway to people that don't speak my language. And I'm personally a fan of uh, learning about different cultures and learning different languages. So it's been amazing to be able to combine that with Lindy Hop, to combine that with traveling and with living abroad. In terms of the difficulties of it, there's always going to be language barriers, even if you know the language. And there's always big adjustment periods every time you move to a different country especially if you start including things like teaching Lindy Hop isn't a stable career. Simon is a self-confessed nomad. He claims that all his worldly possessions can fit into one suitcase and one backpack. That affords him great freedom of movement. When I moved here to Madrid, I moved into an Airbnb place and it was perfectly fine. The second trimester I had to move into a different place and it was horrendous. It was absolutely awful. The place was disgusting. The people that lived in it were not anything to do with the kind of people that I normally like enjoy living with. And that was incredibly hard. And one of the big advantages of being in this nomadic lifestyle and having very few things was that within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, I managed to use like the swing dancing network to find a new flat and move into the new place all within like a day. Saturday. I'm adjusting my sleeping schedule, right, so go to bed at 4 and wake up at 1, that's also nice. Now I'm kind of hanging out, I would say. I would like to practice a little bit because tonight's the strictly competition. Diana Geisler and Simon Brassinelli, two well-traveled dancers, performers and instructors, and of course the tireless Markus Nutzinger, my co-producer. Now let's hear from those who make the music. The image of a traveling musician has a long history. From the epic poets of antiquity to the itinerant troubadours of the Middle Ages to the down-and-out bluesmen and women of Depression-era America. So what's life like for a modern-day minstrel? Well, I guess the perspective would be different from a band leader to a sideband. So, obviously, being a band leader is a lot more work. Uh, it's not just about you. You have to organize the itineraries of the band that, that you're traveling with. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of work. <laughs> we spoke to Adrian Cunningham, an Australian-born multi-instrumentalist living and working in New York. Adrian plays in several traveling bands, including his very own Professor Cunningham and his old school. Yeah, I think, I think the business has changed at least in my generation, and the fact that there's not the work like there was. I mean, you look, you look at the Basie band or the Ellington band or, or James Brown or um, a Buddy Rich band. You know, I know a lot of the guys from the Buddy Rich band, and there was a time where those guys could just get on a bus and, and be away for eight months of the year just doing one-night shows everywhere. And that it, it's not really possible to do that anymore. I think maybe the, the market has changed and maybe the music venues have, have dried up compared to what they were in terms of live venues. So... Musicians don't travel like they used to in terms of getting on a bus and disappearing for half the year. Oh, one more thing. Okay, I adjusted my sleeping schedule. Then obviously also the eating is off. And that's a little bit more of a struggle for me than the sleeping, I would say. So, for example, now I, I ate breakfast, lunch, afternoon snack all in one. And now I, <laughs> I can kind of barely move and have to digest I started traveling early on in my Lindy Hop career. I think I, I moved to Australia for a year 
sometime after my first harangue, and I found, I found great people. This is Megan Gilmore. She's admittedly one of the best traveled swing DJs in the world, and is head of DJs at Harang Dance Camp this year. Originally from Canada, she feels at home anywhere. I, I think my favorite thing about being on the road is seeing what every day looks like in all of these different swing dance scenes. So what is everyday Lindy Hop life like in Rochester, New York? And what do beginner classes look like in Montreal versus Edmonton versus uh, Cape Town? And I think that, I think that what happens, I mean, for a long time, we had a world of camps and exchanges and competitions. And now I think we're seeing a lot of people put more energy and emphasis into their home swing dance scenes. And so that's really fascinating to me to see what, what an average week in a home scene looks like and just to, to step into it and see, yeah, beginner classes in, in each scene and weekly hangouts and practices and things like that. I think there's a lot of commonalities around the world. So it's already the last day, it kind of went by very quickly, that's also an interesting fact. I feel that at the beginning, for me at least, it's like so many days ahead and then it's like boom, over. But I guess it's just because you get into this rhythm of like partying, sleeping and stuff. So now it's Sunday afternoon and I'm hanging out a little bit afterwards. I'll do some training and uh, yeah. And that brings to an end this episode of From the Top. Thanks for listening. Marcus is now safely at home and already preparing for a fresh journey. And for me too, new and strange lands beckon. From the Top is brought to you by Iggy Hop. You can always drop us a line at contact at iggyhop.at or on Facebook and tell us about your travel experiences or indeed anything else. Our website is fromthetoppodcast.com and if you're not a subscriber yet, subscribe now on SoundCloud, iTunes, Mixcloud, Stitcher or any other podcast app of your choice.